This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. About four times a year, once a quarter is actually the goal, I do something that I call going off the grid. This is a three-day period with no phone, no text, no email. And it's basically just three full days where I am completely unreachable by anyone. And it's a time where I intentionally focus my attention on Jesus and nothing else. There is no specific plan or agenda at any time, and every time I do it is completely different. Um, There have been times when I've gone away for the weekend or just stayed at home. Whatever I do, I just make sure that there is no routine at all except whatever I feel and sense God is wanting to do. Um, About three years ago, while I was still living in Colorado, I felt like On one of my weekends, the Lord also wanted me, not only no phone, no text, no email, but the Lord also wanted me to disconnect from all of my technology, meaning the whole internet as a whole, right? And I'm thinking, okay, no problem. I made sure I had plenty of worship music downloaded and available, so there would be no need for me to get online for anything at all. And then, finally, the day came. Now, As a rule, I am always excited about my time off the grid. It's just always a very intimate experience for me. And it's like a time of reset for me to get back on track and refocused. Um, I don't know about you, but no matter how much I try, there are always opportunities to veer a little off track. Um, Almost like when you're driving on the highway and there's an accident or something on the side of the road. No matter how much you try, it is just so hard to stay focused on the road ahead of you. And you usually do like one of two things. You either completely slow down and gawk at somebody in something that has nothing to do with you and is absolutely none of your business. Or you find yourself veering off to the side of the road, wherever the situation is. It's just something that happens. Um, So usually when I start my three days, most of the first day is just trying to quiet myself down and settle down and rest. Um, One very good trick that I use and that can help you when you're trying to settle your mind and your mind is squirreling all around is just to get a pad and write down all the thoughts that dart around through your mind so that you can address them later. Um, But after about the first hour into the first day, I was experiencing something that I can only describe as like an anxiety. I was irritated and becoming increasingly more and more annoyed because I kept thinking of things that I wanted to or needed to look up or investigate online. So, man, did I pay that bill? Or what day am I supposed to have that meeting? Or 
I wonder what the word extrapolate means. Have I been using that word correctly? Just random stuff all over the place, which is not unusual for me, by the way, let me say. And my mind was racing and even writing it down and and taking it out of my mind, which actually works. This was not working for me and I could not rein my thoughts in. Um, I kept wanting to pick up my phone or get on my computer and look some random thing up, right? I tried to pray, I couldn't focus. I tried to worship, I couldn't focus. I tried to journal. And the only thing that I could even talk to the Lord about was how hard it was for me to not get on my computer and not get on the internet. And the whole time I'm going through this, I'm thinking, this is absolutely nuts. But the feeling, the emotion in the midst of this was so unbelievably strong. And I realized in the middle of that, that what I was experiencing was symptoms of withdrawal. And I was experiencing withdrawal because I did not realize until that point that I was actually addicted to my technology. Now, this probably does not seem like a big thing to some of you. Um, most people will just say, hey, you know, you're, you're making a big deal out of nothing as usual. That's just how our culture is. Everybody has a small computer in their pocket or purse that can also make telephone calls. And it's a functional part of how we navigate the day-to-day -day of our lives. And it's not about the use of or the value of a particular device in everyday life. That's not the, the issue. But when the absence of that device impacts you to the point where you are irritated or cranky or anxious or agitated, that's when you know that there's a problem. And so that's how I knew, oh, I had a problem. So let's just think about this a different way. And let me draw a different parallel. Imagine if I was not talking about a cell phone or a tablet or a computer, but instead imagine this story I'm going to give you I'm talking about a bottle of alcohol, of vodka, let's just say. This is not an episode about whether or not Christians should drink alcohol at all. But I'm just going to substitute that in this story and see if it sounds a little bit different to you. Okay? So what if I told you, no matter where I go, I carry a small bottle of vodka in my pocket or in my purse. I take it to work with me, to church. It's either in my bed or very close by every single night. And I even take it in the bathroom with me. Before I even get up out of the bed every morning, the first thing I do is take a drink. And even if I wake up in the middle of the night without even thinking about it, I reach over, grab the bottle, and have a sip. Not proud of it, but honestly, I routinely drink and drive. Not just drink before I drive, but drink while I'm driving. I don't eat any meal morning, noon, or night without drinking, whether I am with someone else or completely alone. And anytime that I do not have my bottle close enough by so that I can grab it real quick and just take a sip, I am so stressed out that I can barely focus. Now, if I told you that story and you didn't know what this episode was already about, if you really thought that I was talking about 
a bottle of vodka, which I am not, okay, you would probably think that I was dealing with a significant drinking problem. But here's the thing. Addiction is addiction no matter what the object is. And until three years ago, that one weekend, I had no idea that I was even dealing with an addiction issue. I had no idea. I hear so many people tell me all the time how hard it is and how much they struggle trying to build an intimate relationship with God. And I can personally relate to the struggle. But I also know that part of what makes it so hard is that our attention is divided between so many things. And let's face it, something has to give. Now, I don't think anybody would argue that having a close, intimate, personal relationship with Jesus is important and valuable. But I do think that if we're going to have that, we got to be honest with ourselves and acknowledge that there is room for us to do more than what we're doing now. Not more as in choke ourselves to death with more rules and requirements and works, but more in the sense that he deserves way more of our time and attention that we are often, if we are honest, willing to even give. I remember when I read the scripture in Deuteronomy 6.5, this is what it says. You've heard it before. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your might. Not some, all, right? And I'm thinking, man, that sounds a little bit like obsession. Surely that's not what the Lord would want. Obsession? Really, God? All of my heart, which means that I don't want anything more than I want him. All of my soul, which means I don't think about or long for anything at any time more than him. And all of my might, meaning I don't spend more time or energy on anything else in my life than the pursuit and the cultivation of my relationship with him. That sounds like a whole bunch, doesn't it? And did you know that there's like some version or iteration of that same scripture six different times in the Bible? It seems almost completely unrealistic that God would expect us to do that. And yet, that is exactly what he wants and expects from us. What does that even look like? People got jobs, they got families, they got children. Come on, how is that supposed to work? You know I'm not a formula girl because I know there is no formula to life in Christ. And I know that the demonstration of that will look different for each and every one of us. But I also know that it has to begin by honestly and earnestly making a place for him. So I am quite sure that... that um, not everybody listening to this or reading this has the same story as me. But I'm sharing it because I believe that some of you may. And also, we're approaching an excellent time to show the Lord that we are willing to make a change and do something different than what we're doing right now. We're approaching the annual season of Lent, which begins on Ash Wednesday. This year, that's on February 17th. And it ends on the Saturday before Easter. Now, 
Lent is now very randomly and very sporadically observed in our culture, but it represents the 40 days that Jesus fasted in the wilderness and was tempted by the enemy and then overcame him. As a general rule during this time, people pick something to fast or give up and to commit additional times of prayer and devotion to the Lord. And there's a number of things that people tend to give up during this time. Sometimes it's their favorite food or their favorite drink, like soda or whatever. Some people give up bad habits or vices that they know they have. Other people forego their favorite activities. It's not just about giving something up. It's the commitment in that time of sacrifice, whatever your sacrifice may be, to deeply and intentionally turn to and cultivate your relationship with God. Fasting and denial has an acute way of making us more sensitive to God's voice and his heart, if we're taking the time to listen for real. And it can be an invaluable time of rededication and commitment to God. So I want to challenge you. Whether you think you have an addiction problem or not, I'm not judging you, I, whatever. But I want you to consider taking an honest break for, from your technology for Lent this year. Take an honest break from it. I am Now, before you cut the podcast off or stop reading, whatever, I am not saying you cannot use your phone for 40 days. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is take this time to redirect your time and your energy, the energy and time that you're just letting pass by unnecessarily, redirect that to your relationship with the Lord. Just for this period of time, here's my challenge, okay? Delete all of your social media apps and games from your phone or your tablets and increase the time you're spending with God every single day. You could always reinstall them on Easter Sunday, or you may find that this short detox period helps you to reevaluate the importance of all of that in your life period. You never know what God will do or what he'll show you. Don't just do that and find something else to fill that time and space, but dedicate that extra time and space to God and just watch and see what happens in your life. Now, here's the thing. If the thought of doing that sparked any kind of anxiety or resistance in you, <laughs> that may be an indication that this is an area that needs some attention. Maybe it's not your phone, your computer, your tablet. Maybe you're giving up looking at any news for 40 days. I assure you that if the world comes to an end, somebody will let you know. Whatever it is, um, even if the whole technology thing is irrelevant, I hope that you'll choose something, something to lay down and demonstrate to God that he really does mean more than what we currently give him. We will never in earnest let him live in us and through us as boldly as he wants to until we honestly make him in reality, not just in word, the most important thing in our lives. You, they say you can tell a lot about a person when you look at who they spend their time with or how they spend their time and how they spend their money, right? Without them ever even saying a word. So talking about being a Christian is one thing, but really living like one, something completely different. 
talk is cheap, family, and nobody needs it. Nobody needs it and nobody wants it. So instead of talking about it, you know what I'm going to say. Let's just start living it right now and be bold with it out loud.